0: Ryan, your favorite holiday is this week. Sweetest Day? Nope. Guess um, again. Columbus Day? Nope. Martin Luther King Jr. Day? Nope. Keep going. Um. Oh, my goodness. Just
1: think, <laughs> I can't think of any of my other favorite holidays. Just think.
0: Conspicuous consumption.
1: Oh, my God. You mean Black Friday? That's my favorite holiday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember when we, we worked in the corporate world, and we worked in retail and and we had to just we had to get up at 2 a.m because all of our stores had to prepare we had to go pass out flyers and And pamphlets and and
1: coffee try to try to woo them into buying our products and
0: when you say woo you mean coerce yes
1: yeah and and (laughs) (laughs) no i was wooing it man (laughs) hey pretty lady you want to buy a cell phone (laughs)
0: what's up handsome You needed some high-speed internet? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so thankfully we don't have to deal with that anymore. In fact, because the most chaotic day of the year is right around the corner Ryan and I recorded two meditations for you, two anti-consumerism meditations. One, it's about 12 to 15 minutes long. It's a longer meditation. And one is a two-minute meditation before you decide to buy something. It's a pausing before you buy. And maybe this will help you out on Black Friday. It'll help you out the rest of the year as well. We did it for our friend Dan Harris. He he has a great book called 10% Happier, but he just started this meditation app called the 10% Happier app. Sean, if you can put a link to that in the show notes for us. Uh, it's here's what I'll tell you, we don't get paid by him to do any of this, we, we did it as a favor to him, but also to help out folks who want some guided meditation away from consuming, and, and of course being more deliberate with the, the things we do decide to consume. And so if you want that Black Friday meditation, you can find that in our show notes, uh, you can just find a link to the app there, and I think we'll put one of them on our Patreon account as well for all of our Patreon supporters. All right, let's go ahead and dive into this episode. We were in Denver for this, and what a crowd that was. I mean, they were literally standing like... I mean, it was... It, it was, was very, unbelievable. Yeah, just a great theater, great crowd, great people. Thank you, Denver. Can't wait to get back whenever that is. All right, y'all, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Enjoy.
2: Every little thing you think that you need, every little thing you think that you need, every little thing that's just feeding your greed, oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it.
0: Live from the Gothic Theater, my name is Joshua Fields Milburn. And I am
1: Ryan Nicodemus, and we are live in Denver!
0: remember our first tour stop in Denver. It was uh, December of 2011. It was one of our bigger tour stops. Um, seven people were there. <laughs> and now we can get, you know, something like 700 people crammed into a room. So thank you so much uh, for that. Thank you for being here. Usually we take phone calls, but instead of pulling out your phone right now, you're welcome to step on up to this mic. We'd love to answer your questions. We brought a bag of answers.
1: I have a question. Go for it. How does your hair look so
0: amazing? <laughs> what kind of product do you use? Well, in order to find that out, you have to support us on Patreon. <laughs> that's where I give that's all where my hair care videos are. I have a vlog on the side.
1: <laughs> well, I guess well it, it looks like we've answered all the questions, Josh. This is, going to be the, this is truly going to be a minimalist podcast. What's up,
3: brother? What's your name? I'm bald. No, i That's a... <laughs> and what, they can't do... see that on the podcast. And why do they call so, you that? No, no. No, uh, my name's Brian. I'm from the Midwest. What part? And uh, actually uh, from Nebraska. Nice. Um, uh, we drove in today, so...
0: Welcome. Thank you so, so much.
3: Central Nebraska area. But anyway, been listening to you guys for a, a while. Really appreciate what you do and the, the fact that um, you're encouraging folks to live a more in- intentional life. One question I have for you. Um, in our lives, we, we, we deal with a lot of stuff. Um, emotionally, we deal with a lot of addictions, compulsions, things like that. And, um, when you're trying to make that transition into being more intentional and, and, and directive in your life and the things you want to do, um, when you start making those choices, um, what advice do you have to make sure you don't fall off the sparsity minimalist wagon?
0: Yeah. So, so I, I think that you will fall off. I mean, that's the, the bad news and maybe the, the sort of relieving news as well. Like, uh, Ryan earlier talked about it's not going to be perfect and, d- during his talk. And... I think for me, like, just just the other day, here's a good example. So Ryan and I, for a few months, uh, probably three or four months, removed all the social media apps from our phones as an experiment when we first started this tour. And it was great, but also, like, that addiction's there, right? So I felt like, for the first week, two weeks, like, I'd go twitching for it. I'd go looking for the app that didn't exist anymore. And I think we do that with a lot of our our, our stuff as well you know, we, we try to buy things because that's what we're supposed to do and I, I would catch myself reaching for the phone and going for the app not even knowing that I was doing it it was, it was a total impulse right and so we removed it and I totally reset the impulse and then I'm in my hotel room in Salt Lake City two days ago and I just caught myself like scrolling through my Twitter feed and I'm like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and, and I think we, we often go back and so the problem isn't the crash the, the, or if the problem is the crash then the solution is the course correction and noticing the crash as soon as possible. Or even better if you can anticipate it before it happens and course correct then that's even better. And so for me the answer isn't about avoiding all stumblings, it's about course correcting as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, I will echo what Josh said. Um, I have news for you, <laughs> and everyone else in here. You're all gonna fail before you die. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, oh, I know. But now you're ready for it, dude. Yeah. Thanks, man. But, but no, seriously, I mean, I don't ever look at uh, you know, being one of the minimalists, which by the way, we, we are the minimalists because the domain was available for like seven bucks. <laughs> Um, so even me being one of the minimalists, man, every time that like, oh man, that sexy new iPhone came out and I, mine's like four generations old. And like my first, my first impulse was like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get that iPhone eight.
4: He still has that rotary iPhone. 10,
1: iPhone 10 <laughs> a little out of my budget. Um, but I'm like iPhone eight, like, man, I sh- maybe I should look into that. It's got like a better camera on there, like better stability. So forth and so on, but then what I what I have instilled uh, in my life over the last several years is like before I'm going to spend over hundred bucks, I will wait. I will wait a little bit, a week at least, to like really look at okay, uh, what's this phone going to do for me? And when I really look into it, it, didn't take me a week. It was like you know ten minutes of like, you know, like I, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do more with this phone than what I have now. And it is instilling habits like that that will help you to fail as little as possible. Uh, you know, I, I wrote this, uh, this essay about more wins than losses, and I write about how I used to be a, uh, it's just a lot of, I'm just not very proud of who my 25-year-old self was. I'll just say that. And uh, I used to, looking back, I would lose all the time and when I when I say lose it's I go out to the bar and run up a $3 bar tab I go out and spend, you know a couple grand a month on narcotics um, I mean, I would really do some really shitty stuff and now in my life It's not about never losing as much as like having as little losses as possible with with, with myself and when and you said addiction which really stands out to me because when we say addiction that is usually a pejorative. In fact, like the clinical definition of addiction is a pejorative. I mean, it's someone who, need, who needs help essentially. But you know, Josh and I, we kinda like to uh, put, put little phrases and words and kinda flip them on their head. And now when I think about addiction, it's like, I still have addictions, but it's like, what are the good things I'm addicted to? So my old life, it was work, 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 work. Oh great, I'm off work. Like who, what, what drugs do I wanna do? Or, or or what you know? What pacifier do I want to use? Like I'm gonna. Those are the people I'm gonna call, and then we'll go. You know, we'll go do our pacifying things. And and what, what the problem with that is is that it was work, pacifying, getting up, rinse, repeat. And on the weekends, it was just you know a longer a longer period to do that stuff to pacify myself. Um, but but now what I realize is that if I continue that type of behavior, like I, I don't have time to focus on my health. So now, like, I, I, you know, Mariah and I, we will go to the, the gym for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, five out of seven days a week. If I was living that old lifestyle, there's no way I could have done that. So by incorporating, like, that good habit into my life, by default, I had to say no to other things so I could say yes to, to you know, just a regular, a regular workout routine. So, uh, you know, there is no magic answer here, but, you know, if, if there's something that, that you know is standing out in your life or anyone else here that you know you have to change, like start with that one thing and, and really start incorporating a, a good habit to overtake that bad habit or uh, you know, find an accountability partner to, to help you um, overcome that bad habit, whatever it may be. But having good people in your life and, and having good habits, uh, that will help you lose as little as possible, but you're still gonna fail sometimes. I just wanna be clear on that.
0: H- have you read our book, Everything That Remains? No. I don't want to sell you a copy, so I'd love to give you uh, a copy. Jessica, if if you're around here somewhere and and you could give them a copy, because it it talks a lot about, thank you, Um, uh, it it, it talks a lot about, we talk about in that book, sort of that transition of of bad habits to better habits, and moving from bad problems to better problems as well. But we're still going to have them. Awesome. Thanks so much, brother. If
3: you guys want to reduce the um, clutter in your... Shower stall with hair products. I'll leave my number with you during the hug round. Okay. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, man.
5: That's right. My name's Harry. Harry. <laughs> For those that are listening, I have how, a lot of hair. How? For how, contrast. How dare you outbeard me? <laughs> it's a uh, it's a winter beard. I'm, I'm trying to draw it out. Uh, yeah. uh,
0: Where are you from, brother?
5: I'm from Alabama.
0: Welcome. Awesome. Yeah. Wow.
5: Transplant. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm going to say it. Roll Tide. Don't uh, don't hate me. Oh, wow. Are you serious? Dude. What's your question, brother? So my question is about passion. So I'm from the South. Um, cultural influence for me growing up. Uh, What you do is what you do, and your passions were outside of that. They were always divided. So it was more about identifying your strengths and maximizing your potential in that. Uh, You all said something earlier um, about passions. What do I, I couldn't even list that for you now. Uh, My wife and I have been on our journey for three years, uh, got out of debt. Can I ask you a question? Of course. Wait,
1: congratulations for getting out of debt, dude. That is awesome. I'm telling you, that is the new American dream.
5: It is. Like that is, how yeah. good does that feel,
1: dude?
5: Dude, a quarter of a million dollars out of debt feels fantastic.
1: Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I think when the passion question comes up, one of the things that prevents us from, from doing things that we're passionate about or seeking out a passion is because we feel tethered to a lifestyle that is contingent on paying down debt that we rarely ever pay down. And so we just get stuck in that cycle. And so sure. you're, you're in a really good place to start asking some questions right now. A couple questions that, that um, I find are helpful when, when we're trying to figure out, like, what am I passionate about? The, the, the first one is, like, what do you enjoy doing? What are your hobbies? That kind of thing. And that's an obvious question. The other, the other question is, what pisses you off? <laughs> and, and I find that so often people find what they're passionate about. By, by sort of being pissed off by something else that's sort of out there in the zeitgeist. I mean, it, can be, it could be something that's political or social or environmental or, or I mean, with, with me and Ryan, it was like, I am pissed off about uh, the, the fact that I'm, I'm stuck on this, I'm stuck in this rat race. And I was really good at it, so I would win quite often, but when you win the rat race, you're still a rat. And, and I, I, that pissed me off, and I wanted to do something about it, and ultimately we, we were able to. And so it wasn't so much about like what I love doing, which for me is writing. I loved writing fiction. I was able to sort of combine the two. Something I loved doing was something that pissed me off, and, uh, and that's what sort of energized me. The, the thing that I'll say, though, is we too often confuse excitement for passion. We get really excited about an idea. or a. A story or or a product or something and we're like oh I really love this I'm passionate about it and for me it was like writing I'd get this this uh, idea for a novel or a short story and then um, sometime in my 20s I would start working on it for a day or two days or a week and I'd be excited and eventually I'd hit a wall and say well shit I'm not passionate about this because I'm not excited about it anymore and I think real passion comes from drudging through the drudgery, being willing to put in the effort and the work, and being pissed off and wanting to put your head through a wall. The real payoff, the real passion, comes from the other side of that. Yeah. The only thing I would add to that is,
1: in, in Western society, we have this uh, this very common like idiom we hear of: if you find something you love and you do it, you never have to work a day in your life. Bullshit.
5: <laughs>
1: now, there's probably someone here or someone listening to this who is like, no, no, like I do what, I, I wake up every morning and it's puppy dogs and rainbows and it's awesome, <laughs> and that's great. Like I really envy people like that, but the fact is, is like I do. I'm living the dream, man. Like I really, I, you know, in all, for all intents and purposes, like I'm living my dream. We work our ass off, so that's the only caveat I would throw in there. Is that. Uh, things that you, you devote time to that, that you're interested in you're trying to develop a passion, don't ever think for a second that just because you feel like you're working, you're not passionate about it. For me, what it comes down to is like, what is that net gain like, or, or, or net loss? If it's a net loss, then there's a certain point where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut my losses and move on to something else. Sure. But at the end of the day, it's like, This is by far, I mean, the, 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 the flights and the getting up early. I mean, it was, it's crazy, like doing all this traveling, but it's so worth the work and like being here with you and all of you, uh, that is like by far the, 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 the most positive thing I I, I could get out of this. So for me, like I continue to do it. So I would, yes, drudge the drudgery.
0: I think I had an actual question though that I was stepping on. What's that? He had an actual question that I stepped on. Oh. We haven't gotten to his question yet.
1: Um. <clears> oh. <throat> well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forget what I was going to say. Anyway, all right, please ask your question, Harry. Harry? No, Harry.
5: Harry. You said, okay. yeah. I was, I was, I was, was just continuing test. the joke, dude. That was a test and you passed. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, th- I think you're touching on my question, because um, essentially... You know, the work, and we're no strangers to work. That doesn't scare me. Uh, but it's more about um, that, I mean, because as humans, we, we we are designed to work. I mean, we, we get a lot of fulfillment out of work. It's a part of our life. But so we're kind of in this phase where we can pursue things that interest us, you know, because um, we aren't tied down to things. So I'm, I'm kind of in this space where, it's like well i'm i'm good at these things but what am i really passionate about can i marry these things in my life um or do i need to be a barista so i have time to pursue those things right <laughs> original thought there is yeah. bari- right yeah. exactly
0: there's a barista <laughs> shortage in denver yeah <laughs> um you, you know what the, the the thing that that you're talking about there is is being so two things one is being interested in something is important. Uh, Because you can be really good at something and never be passionate about it. I was the director of operations for 150 retail stores, which just makes my jaw go numb whenever I say that now. Um, And uh, I was really good at it. I was better at that than I am at this. But I didn't, I wasn't interested in it. I wasn't passionate about it. it. and in fact, the important part, it didn't align with my values. And so our interests, in order for them to become passions, they, they need to align with our values. I think, I think passion is one half love and one half obsession. And so find something that you can get health, healthfully obsessed with and, uh, and work your ass off at it, man.
1: The only thing i warn is when you take something you're interested in, or let's say you have something that you're passionate about and you, and you like try to make that a money driver, that is a really surefire way to kill that passion. Yeah, sure. Because at the end of the day, like you, you're not gonna wake up the next morning and want to do it. You have to do it, and that, that's a little bit dangerous. So you don't necessarily have to marry the two. You, people laughed at the barista joke, or at, at your barista comment. Um, I don't know if that was a joke or not, but people laughed. <laughs>
5: It was intended to be serious and a joke <laughs> yeah. all
1: at the same no, time. No, because Josh and I say that all the time. But at the end of the day, like, if I had to uh, pick a like, regular profession, I'd be like, okay, what can I do that's going to pay the bills uh, and, and work, um, you, you, like, give me as much free time as possible so I can do the things that I was actually passionate about? So there's a couple of different angles to approach it. Okay.
5: Thank you. I do want to say one thing just to uh, celebrate you guys, uh, y'all's catchphrase about not using people um, that is so rampant in our society. I think it's great. Um, so Thank really you. appreciate y'all.
1: We appreciate you, yeah. man. Thank you so much, man.
5: Thanks,
1: Thanks for your question.
0: Brother. Have a good night. All right, one sec, before we move on, if, if you're listening to this at home and you have a comment or tip for anyone who asks a question today, Give us a call, uh, leave us uh, a comment at four zero six two one nine seven eight three nine or you can send a, a voice memo right from your phone to podcast at minimalists.com. Usually uh, write it down first it makes it more concise and, and uh, it gives you a much better chance of being on the show it 's my favorite part of the show, by the way, is when we stop talking at the very end of the show, and Sean will put out like a handful of these these uh, comments, and I learn a whole lot much of which I steal and incorporate back into my act. Um, Ryan, do you know what time it is? I really wish I had, like,
1: a pocket watch to pull out.
0: <laughs> you could put a monocle in.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, man, it is time for our hashtag Ask the Minimalist Lightning round, where... We usually answer questions from social media, but it'd be really weird if we were looking at Twitter on our phones up here on
0: stage. I might catch me doing it. Like you could just I could just automatically start scrolling and not realize I'm doing it. Yeah,
1: so what we'll is like answer your guys' questions in line.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's probably better. But so what we'll do is we try to give you a, a pithy, short, shareable, less than 140 character response that, that you can live tweet or whatever. By the way, Jessica, uh, who runs our social media, she's around here and she live tweets from the event. Uh, hashtag less is now Where she's is she lurking at? in the shadows anyway um, uh, so what we try to do is wrap it up with a pretty little bow but we maunder on a little bit there she is ladies and gentlemen Jessica, Jessica Williams, Williams. <laughs> we're uh, on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at The Minimalists and she curates a lot of what we do there we still interact on uh, social media but she is what, she's the person who makes it beautiful so thank you Jess and, uh, so we'll, we'll ponder on, we'll, we'll come up with an answer and then we'll tie it up with a pretty little bow or maybe an ugly bow. What's your name?
4: Hello, I'm Valerie. I am from Los Angeles and I've been here in Colorado for, uh, eight years. Awesome. Thanks and for I have coming. to say just thank you so much for everything you guys have done. You've changed my life. I've listened to every single podcast episode. I'm honored to be here tonight. My heart is like thumping out of my chest right now because i've always wanted to be at the microphone so thank you so much that (laughs) is awesome um my my question is in what areas of your life have you taken minimalism maybe too far
0: define yeah, yeah so so define too far what do you mean by that
4: Um, Well, I want to ask you that and say, you know, in what areas or categories of your life have you taken minimalism to a point where maybe You wish you haven't you didn't do that.
0: I think that's really been the nice thing about minimalism for me It's been a a series of sort of stoical experiments over time And so I've had the opportunity to temporarily deprive myself because minimalism is not about deprivation Uh, Minimalism is about living intentionally. That's my pithy answer um, that's tweetable right Jess um, uh, by the way we're calling these minimal maxims Jess set up this little side website for us called minimalmaxims.com and it's like hundreds of our our little shareable answers All it's just one at a time people set it up as their their like home page on their browser and you get some random quote many of which might be inspiring um, <laughs> results may vary but we, uh, uh, the good news about this is it isn't, it isn't about like, perpetual deprivation. And it's not a, a, about living a life where I'm suffering. Right? I, I think it's okay with, to experience pain from time to time. I think it's helpful. I think it's necessary to experience pain. And it's, an, it's inevitable. It's unavoidable. The suffering, however, is a choice. And so I will temporarily remove things from my life knowing that if I decide to bring it back into my life, I will bring it back in more intentionally. And so the honest answer is I will go too far all the time to test my limits and sometimes move that line. But the good news is if I find that I'm depriving myself, then I can always bring it back into my life.
1: That's my pithy answer. That was good. Um, God, I wish I had a sexy answer for this. Like, I just don't. when went without inter- M- Mariah and I, we went without internet um, for a while when we were living together. And then she started like, doing coding school online, <laughs> and she's like, Ryan, I don't want to have to go to a coffee shop every time I, I have to like, do this six hours worth of coding, so we, we have internet now. I'm such a hypocrite. Sean, edit that out. <laughs> Uh, no, that, you know, that seriously would, uh, that was a great tweetable line. I, I will just, I'm totally going to st- steal Millie's line and that anything, uh, that I take out of my life, if it makes me feel deprived, I will always be able to bring it back into my life. Thank
0: you. Thanks for being Thank here.
1: Yep.
0: Howdy. Hey, hey
6: how What's up, you guys? man? Um I'm Andrew and I'm the uh Denver lead up uh the meetup group I'm the awesome, leader of that. Man. Yeah. Oh, Very thank cool. you. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Wait. Shout out to all the people.
1: So for the people who don't know uh Josh and I back in 2014 we went on the road, we did a 100 city tour and uh this was like that was our third tour I think at the time. Maybe third or fourth. Yeah, third or fourth. And every time we would go out on the road, people would come up to us after the show and they're like, "Man, really loved hearing you guys. Thanks for the hug." Um there's some really awesome people here. Like, how, how can I connect with these people? And Josh and I never really had a good answer to that. Like, people would ask us, and, you know, I would say, like, uh, I don't know, do you have Facebook? Have you tried Tinder? Yeah. Um, like, you're an adult. Go ask for that person's number if you think they're cool. Like... <laughs> Um, It it just wasn't a good answer. So in 2014, when Josh and I went out on that 100-city tour, we we wanted to have a good answer for that. So we started this thing called minimalist.org, where there are essentially 100 communities around the world where uh, people like... I'm sorry, what's your name, dude? Andrew. Andrew. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Where people like Andrew, uh, they will lead meet-up groups in in, uh, major cities. So chances are, like, if you live in the United States, there's probably a group within two to four hours from wherever you
0: live. Good chance.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, basically minimalist.org is where people get together um, and every single city is different and that's what I love about it. It's like Josh and I don't have any template. We have Andrew. Like Andrew does this on his own by himself. He makes it happen. We don't tell him what to do. So how are those groups going,
0: man? Like tell us a little bit about the Denver group.
6: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we get about between 15 and 20 each time. Um, yeah, and I started... You'll
0: in- have more after tonight.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually what I'm kind of scared of. It's like, oh, crap, I need a venue. <laughs> like this. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, I've been leading it since February 2016. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I keep it really chill and relaxed. Um, and that's who Denver is. Just all chill and relaxed. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, a, just simple getting together. Awesome. Yeah, nothing So if major. you like to
1: chill... And or if you like to relax, <laughs> go hang out with Andrew. All right, man. What's your question, dude? Yeah. So I guess as a leader, it
6: kind of ties into that. I feel since I'm the face of the minimalist like group in Denver, I feel like I'm failing, and I feel like I'm not. You know. And so the first is it because of the
0: hair? <laughs> <laughs> no. What's yeah, wrong with his it, hair? I love yeah, it. Yeah, because,
6: well, okay. It, it is very soft. You need to, when I swipe right on Tinder, people know. Trust me. It's good. It's good enough. It's good enough. I'm okay on the hair part.
0: <sighs> Sorry, brother. <laughs> All right, keep going. Why do you feel like you failed, dude?
6: Okay, so for me, I always treat it like a therapy session. So I ask a ton of questions to the other people. And I feel like, oh, man, I'm not as good as all my followers, essentially, all the people that you know come to the meetups and talk a bunch and have a great time. And I just feel, um, I feel like I'm not doing my part as the leader of the group. And so for me, my question is, how do you respect yourself and how do you keep loving yourself through that failure and saying that what I'm doing is good enough?
0: I think I think so. Uh, my my pithy answer, and I'll try to unpack this. Um, my pithy answer is: lower your expectations, but raise your standards. And, and thanks. Uh, I, I I I think that quite often we are so disappointed, and we feel like we're failing when we're not, because we have this pie in the sky expectation. And our standards were too low. But if you lower that expectation and you have a high standard, you show up and you know you're going to give it your best given the resources that you have, your time, your attention. By the way, questions are the best way for you to grow. It's also the best way for you to engage with other people. Asking questions is far more important than you just get up, getting up there and, and bloviating to a, a group of 20 people, right? And, and that's why we're here now. Ryan and I give a talk at the beginning that... You know we we wrote down and and we've practiced, but after that we're here to interact, and we answer questions, but you'll notice that we also ask questions along the way because that's how we learn as well, because you'll 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 see something and you think it's you'll think it's one way. I, I was walking to get something to eat earlier at at Park Burger, and um, yeah, it was awesome um, and I, I as I was walking there. I looked over and there was an avocado on someone's rear view mirror. That's Denver for you. <laughs> and It's just probably more of a Californian thing, actually. <laughs> uh, probably. But I, I looked at that and I was just sort of wondering, like, what is the story behind that? Right? And the sad part about that is there wasn't anyone I could ask the question of. Um, and so my mind starts making up all of these stories. Like maybe someone borrowed an avocado and their friend wasn't home, so they left it on their rear view mirror. Happens all the time. And and I think, I think we feel a lot better when we're able to ask those questions. The only thing I'll, I'll leave you with is keep asking better questions. If you ask better quality questions, you're gonna get better answers. Yeah, Andrew, you're doing
1: awesome, dude. I mean, uh, I have like removed myself from Facebook. You know, how, Josh, how do you know someone left Facebook?
0: Don't worry, he'll tell you. <laughs>
1: So, so, Jess has really been the one who has, like, really been spearheading minimalist.org. And I know that you're doing an awesome job because I don't get emails from Jessica, like, hey, this community leader is not doing an awesome job. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, you're doing great, man. If people are showing up and you're creating some stimulating conversation, like, that's, that's uh, the most you can give, you know, to that, to that community, man. Um, I guess if I was to give you a pithy answer, it would be something like, uh, if you feel like you are asking too many questions, sometimes we do need to talk less and
0: listen more.
6: Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Andrew.
0: All right, before we hop on to our, our next question here, we're going to move on real quick to right here, right now, so we talk about what's going on in the lives of the minimalists. So, yeah, we're going to be on tour the uh, rest of this year and then, um, and then in the spring in Australia, New Zealand, lessisnow.com. Uh, but then also, this is where we talk about all of our sponsors. Ryan, this episode is brought to you by... Josh. What? By have Josh. you been
1: finding trouble sleeping at night? <laughs> Actually, yes. Are you having trouble getting a close shave? Clearly. <laughs> how many times do you have to pick the underwear out from your crack
0: <laughs> each day? I'm just having trouble with my style. If there was just like the service <laughs> that would put it in a box for me and send it to me regularly. I've got good news for you. Ryan, How I need to build a website.
1: Mm. You're going to be pleased to know that this episode is brought to you by nobody. Why? Because advertisements.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're damn right they do. All right, y'all, quick interruption. If you want to listen to our bonus episode this week, as well as all of our past bonus episodes, head on over to TheMinimalists.com and click Donate at the top of our website. Each week, we publish The Minimalists private podcast exclusively for our Patreon supporters. This private podcast shows up in your normal podcast feed, like Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use, and it shows up right next to our normal weekly podcast. You know, the one you're listening to right now. And being a Patreon supporter also gets you first access to the best tickets to all of our live events, as well as access to our monthly private live stream video, which is called Ask the Minimalists Anything. It's worth noting that none of this money goes to me or to Ryan. Instead, we're using your contributions to build a new podcast and film studio in Los Angeles so that we can create more meaningful audio and video creations. If you already support this podcast, thank you. I know that $2 often doesn't sound like a lot of money. I mean, it's less than a cup of coffee. But it is your support that keeps this podcast 100% advertisement free because advertisements suck. And if we can just get 2% of our audience to support this show, then we'll have enough funds to produce some amazing new creations. Your support is truly appreciated. All right, y'all, back to the regular show. Sean, can you fade back to the regular podcast? I was getting the the lights dimmed on us. I'm being told that we're being kicked off the stage. But before we wrap it up, I just want to thank a few people. Uh we're on the road right now with a tour manager, road manager tour bus driver, podcast producer, podcast editor, book editor, all in one person. Ladies and gentlemen, podcast Sean hiding in the shadows yeah. way up there. <sighs> Thanks for making it look easy, Sean. Dude, did you that. see seen me earlier. They're like, having,
1: they're like, hey, what do you think about the lights? I'm like, Sean's... He's opinion number 1. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica's opinion number 2. <laughs> and I am third on the list. <laughs>
0: I was taking a nap.
1: <laughs> um, but no, serious, without Sean like this, we would not look nearly as beautiful. So, thanks Sean. <laughs> or sound nearly as beautiful. <laughs> <sighs> All right, I really thought that was going to land better. I
0: mean, <laughs> All right, y'all, one other person, actually two other people to uh, thank. I want to thank the Gothic Theater for having us here tonight. Let's give them a round of applause. (laughs) Great venue, great staff, and some great people, especially the people sitting in these chairs tonight. Last person I want to thank here tonight is you. You paid some money to get in here. We're really grateful for that. It allows us to pay for security and lights and sound and the microphones and for travel and for hotel rooms. We used to actually sleep on readers' floors for several years of touring. And now we're just really grateful to have a bed to sleep in tonight. And um, you gave up your two most precious resources, though. It wasn't just your money. It was your time and your attention. And we're really grateful for that. And if you all leave here tonight with just one message, we hope it's this. Love people and use things, because the opposite never works. Thanks for being here, y'all.
1: Thank you so much, Denver. You guys are awesome.
0: All right, Ryan, before we dive into all of these listener comments, as I've said, these, this is my favorite part of the show. We get to listen to other people's ideas instead of just me and you rambling incessantly. Yeah. I want to Remember, I want to remind people to not purchase the bag that we made. Yes. If you think you need a bag, first, listen to the two-minute meditation. <laughs> right. That's actually a good idea. So if they listen to 10% Happier Meditation, maybe it will stop them from buying from, this bag. From buying made. the bag, yes. And, and this isn't a weird like reverse psychology thing either. Like We legitimately have made the bag because we think it will be valuable. It's a great quality product. We made it for some people, but it's not for most People. Yeah.
1: In fact, it's it's for very few people. I mean, honestly, on the whole scope of uh, the people who are going to have access to this bag, you know, at the end of the day, like Josh and I, we know that there's a
0: need for it. We're fulfilling that need, but chances are you probably don't need it. Yes, you. He's talking to you specifically, Uh, but we did start an Indiegogo campaign to figure out how many of these bags that we need to make. So if you're interested in finding out more, you can just go to theminimalists.com bag. You can find all the information. You can see the video we made. And then um, you can also read more and we'll, we'll talk about why the other reasons you maybe we should put together the top 10 reasons you shouldn't buy this bag. <laughs> that's,
1: that's, I, that's a really good idea.
0: All right. right, we'll, we'll have to give that a shot. Maybe if you're on our email list, you, that'll show up in your inbox. Uh, anyway, uh, while we're uh, on the topic of what we're doing, we are traveling. And in fact, we're going to be in New Zealand and Australia next year in in March, and uh, man, those tickets are going crazy fast. For whatever reason, the 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 folks down under absolutely love us, and we are really grateful Can't for away. that. And so, some of those events might already be sold out by the time this episode comes out. But you can find all the tickets over at theminimalists.com, and we have three more tour stops in North America. We're going to be in Detroit. Milwaukee and Las Vegas the Las Vegas event is a charity event uh, it's the House of Blues January 14th 100% of the profits from that it's a regular event so when I say charity event it's just a regular event we're still doing our podcast and a talk but 100% of the profits are going to go to the Las Vegas Victims Fund so we can help out the folks who were negatively affected by by that horrible shooting the the mass shooting that happened uh, just recently, so come on out theminimalists.com dot com if you get a chance to see us and it allows us to do something good and, and contribute in a meaningful way in the process all right let's dive into these listener comments and tips from well from you
7: Hello Josh and Ryan um, my name is Melissa Hollingsworth. I'm actually from Dayton, Ohio, and I personally say enjoy your podcast. I listen to it mainly while I work out. I wanted to provide um, input to the question that Brandy had in ba- Las Vegas regarding her yearbooks. Um, Her hometown library may also accept her yearbooks. Um, Where I live in Dayton and they just recently rebuilt the downtown metro library, they're actually building a database for all the local yearbooks, just to provide an uh, example.
4: Hello, I am Colleen and I am from the Netherlands. Um, Recently, I heard a podcast um, that was about uh, giving presents or receiving presents, and I wanted to share some um, nice ideas about that. Um, So, every year it's normal with your birthday that you ask for presents, but if you say, no, I don't want to have anything, people still come up with stuff. Um, So this year I tried to ask everyone for one flower. Uh, A picked flower or a bought flower didn't matter. Just one flower, so at the end of the evening I had one bouquet of uh, beautiful flowers. And it was very nice because uh, everyone was talking about how nice the bouquet was. Uh, So it really added some value to the evening as well. And um, other ideas, I I haven't tried them yet, but I also wanted to try maybe next year to ask people to give food that I would donate to um, uh, uh, Well, we call the food bank. Um, Or I could, um, in Holland it's very common that you make an online list um, where you uh, put on the things that you want to have. And I was thinking about, instead of putting things on the list, I would um, write down things like a smile, or a compliment, or a good story, or um, a a funny joke, or something like that, so that would be their present for the evening. And I think that would be a nice idea to to try out. And then, um, for when it comes to giving gifts, I have a few friends that also said I don't want anything. And now, for three times in a row, I've succeeded in actually not giving something because they ask for nothing. And it's interesting because it did make me feel very uncomfortable, and um, uh, because it's in our culture to give something. Um, So, uh, but they didn't, they said, I don't want anything, so I didn't give them anything. I just gave them my company. And in the end, it felt good. Um, So, I think if someone really asks for nothing, then just don't give anything, just give your company or a smile. Or otherwise just give a nice flower. Everyone gets happy from a nice flower.
7: Hi Josh and Ryan. My name's Naomi and I'm from England. Um, my husband and I are living in China at the moment. And um I've got a minimalist tip as well for people that uh, like me like like to have really long showers but are trying to um use less water to protect the environment and to save money. Um, so, yeah, I have, like, what's called a one-song shower. So I load up a song on my playlist that I really love. That, um, yeah, normally around the three-minute marks. I'm not talking about Bikini and Rhapsody or anything like that. And then, yeah, I just shower for the length of that song. And I, I'm not that disciplined, so I, sometimes I try and put, like, a second song on that I really hate. Um, so, yeah, if I haven't got out of the shower by the time the first song is over, then I really have to get out.
2: you gotta reach for, and you gotta grab. Oh, I bet that you be fine without it. So tear your eyes away, or tear your eyes